It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host, also one of the CFPs on the program. And with me in the KFG studios, Josh is out sick today, so it's just founder and fellow CFP of Corhorn Financial Group, Kevin Corhorn. Well, it seems like everything's getting more expensive these days. So how can you pay less for your car insurance? And we're going to share our top 10 ways in this hour of the Wise Money Show and more coming up. Can you believe that used cars have, the performance of used cars has outperformed the S&P 500 index over the past year? That's insane. Yeah. That, so that's incredible. I'm... I've got four of them in my IRA. All right. If you have any questions for the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can engage with us in several different ways. If you have have any questions or any needs about your own financial situation, we're here to help with that as well. You can call or text 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. There's a spot right there on the right where you can get in touch with me. So do so. And then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Just search the Y20 show and follow us there. Okay, so I, I can't stress this enough. I don't want to get things, I want to get things out of order or put the wrong emphasis. Uh, what do you say, Kevin? The wrong emphasis? Um, yeah, you, you don't want to put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Yes, that's right. And so here's the thing. When it comes to your car insurance. In insurance in general, what's most important is getting the right coverage. Now, we have no idea what sort of accident I'll get into or you'll get into or whatever issue you're going to have, but we do know your financial life. Your CFP should know that and and the trajectory that you're on financially. And so you want to have coverage that's appropriate for that. Price is a component then, but it's not, it's not more important than the coverage. You got to get the coverage right. But then, yes, I want you to pay as little as possible for the best coverage. So how can you pay less for your auto insurance? There's 10 ways we're going to help you with right now. Let's get into it. Yeah, and this is a very practical, as I looked at the outline, and Mike always does an amazing job of pulling together an outline for what we're going to do and what we're going to talk about. And this may be um, one of the most practical shows that we've ever done. Um, that's, is, that's like a backwards... Slam like you like that's like saying oh that outfit makes you look really slim. Um, thanks for the compliment, except you also meant. So you're saying the our other shows aren't practical? Is that what you, is that what you're saying? Not all shows are practical, <laughs> um, but this, this one in in uh, in practicality is going to top the list, I'm sure. So number one, we're talking about improving your credit score, and the you know the hip bones connected to the elbow. People are like, well, how do you get from here to there? It doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I want to worry about my credit score if we're talking about car insurance? And when you look at the six areas of financial planning, the, your financial life is all interrelated and connected whether you realize it or not. And this is why you don't want to either ignore or neglect 
any of the six areas of financial planning, which is why we say, hey, find a financial planner, make sure that they're certified, make sure they do financial planning in the six areas of financial planning. So if the first one is to improve your credit score, what area does that have to do with? Well, that has to do with a bunch of the areas, it, it, mostly with your present financial position and how do I improve my credit score? Um, and why is that important? It's important because insurance companies look at your credit score and they base what you pay for your insurance on one of the components is your credit score. So they basically come up with an insurance score, for lack of a better term, and a component of that insurance score is your credit score, your credit history. Now, your credit score is your financial reputation. And so you've earned it, right? So you either have uh, have proven you're responsible and have a good reputation or proven maybe not as responsible and you're trying to improve your reputation or you really don't have any reputation at all. You don't have uh, a credit score and they're going to treat you as if uh, it's a bad reputation. Okay. And turns out, I mean, there's this no discrimination or whatever else, not, not being mean to anyone, but it's been found that people with lower credit scores tend to have more claims. And so that's why they base that into your insurance score impacts your rate. So yeah, one of the ways that you can improve your pay less for your your auto insurance is by having a better credit score. So some some quick, easy ways to improve your credit score, uh, pay your bills on time, make frequent payments, ask for higher credit limits, get get a copy of your credit report, you can you can get a, a free copy from each of the credit bureaus once a year from annualcreditreport.com mm-hmm. and just go and, and get it and see, has someone else opened an account for Mike Bernard and then stopped making their payments? Because if they have and it affects your credit score, you want to know that. My good thing Mike Bernard's just an alias. That's not really <laughs> me. That's just that's just my show name. Hey, the second thing to help you improve what you're paying on your auto insurance, the second way to lower your your auto insurance cost is manage your deductibles. Now I think about this differently and I, I want to communicate this in a specific way. As you get your financial house in order and as you have a stronger financial foundation, part of that is making sure that you're managing your budget and you've got some margin every single month. You're not living paycheck to paycheck. And then second, that you've got savings built up both for delayed expenses, so known expenses that are coming up on the horizon, but also emergencies. As you do that, you've earned the right to pay less for your auto insurance. And I, I, that's, the, that's the emphasis. You've mm-hmm. earned the right. You can now, because you've got that structure in place, you now get to pay less for your auto insurance. Well, what do you mean? Because you can afford a higher deductible. You can afford a higher deductible. If you didn't have that discipline in your financial life, that structure, and you had a fender bender or your car was needing some repair, you wouldn't be able to absorb a lot of that cost. You've got to get those wheels back on the road. And therefore, you'd have a lower deductible, higher cost for your insurance. So, Mike, you're taking the the, the responsibility angle here where you say, hey, you've, you've done the right thing. You've got a budget. You've set a, you have a three bank account system. You've set aside the right amount of money. You can afford to have a lower deductible. 
So don't higher but, deductible. You can afford lower. Yes, lower payments. Yeah. Yep. As I said. So the the other thing that that I think about is not the responsibility angle. It's the risk angle. What am I yep. comfortable with as far as risk? And I try to encourage people: don't make insurance your first dollar of coverage. So if I have super low deductibles, then and I have any kind of issue whatsoever, the first money that goes to take care of that is money from my insurance company. Well, the insurance companies are happy to do that as long as you don't have three events in a row. Because if you do, you're done. They'll mm-hmm. drop you. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, wait a minute. I thought their job was to insure me. So I, when I think of risk, I think of, hey, I'm willing to live with some risk. So I'd, I'd rather bet that I'm not going to be in an accident because statistically, I'm not going to be in an accident. So if I'm going to bet that I'm not going to be in an accident, I'll take the higher deductible and see how that goes. And the trade-off to that is I'll pay less for my insurance all along the way right. because I'm not relying on them to be that first dollar solution. I've got a higher deductible. So those are the first two ways. And it's interesting that the first two out of these 10 ways to in, in, to pay less for your insurance actually has to do with having more financial responsibility, which oftentimes, you know, you think the, the, the opposite possibly. So we've got eight more to go. And the next one about shopping around, how frequently should you do that? Or are loyalty discounts a better deal? We're going to talk about that and more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. What things can you do? What's in your control so that you can pay the least amount or pay less for your auto insurance? We're helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn. If you've missed anything thus far, hey, good news. Every episode is on podcast. Wherever you listen, go check it out. Search the Wise Money Show and then rate the show wherever you're at. We appreciate that. Uh, all right, so we uh, want to thank Auto Owners for sponsoring today's program. Thank you very much. And we're talking about how to help you pay less for your auto insurance. Everything is going up in price, although lumber went way up. It's now down. Yeah. The price of lumber year to date is now negative. Unbelievable. I hope that transpires to housing costs, but I, I don't think it will. Who would have guessed. Oh, that's funny. Okay. So what's not funny is how can you pay less for your auto insurance? The next one, shop with an independent. Okay. So this is the interesting thing. And now there's sort of a, I mean, we are fiduciaries. We're certified financial planners. So we serve our clients um, independently and are, are looking out for their best interests. We've wanted to then offer, hey, if we're going to write the prescription. Here's the recommendation. Do you want us to fill the prescription as well? If, if so, great. And we've got a team of insurance professionals that can help you. But when we were building the insurance agency and all along the way, there's been the question of, do we, do we go independent or what they call captive? And that is, can you only offer one company Mm-hmm. whether they're the best for everyone or not, mm-hmm. or do you want to offer a variety of great companies? And that's where the shopping around idea, I, I would encourage you. I mean, if you haven't looked recently 
talk to an independent insurance agent and shop around. They're, they're going to look at your coverage to make sure you start with the right stuff and then look to see who's the most comparable from a, where, where can you get the most competitive price from? I agree with you, Mike. It, I would go back to your certified financial planner. They're all about the strategy piece. And your certified financial planner should know what your net worth is because your net worth is going to give some sort of an idea of w- how much risk you you want to transfer, what, what kind of assets you want to have protected. And I, when I talk to clients and I say, hey, um, you know, When's the last time you talked to your insurance agent? And they're like, ah, oh, you know, 12 years ago. And like, does your insurance ha- agent have any idea what your net worth is? Like within a million dollars. Nope, not even close. <laughs> so, so this is where I say, okay, well, then have your financial planner come up with the strategy. And then your agent does the execution. That's right. And so, Mike, you said find an independent agent. And I say find an independent agent who is – is truly independent because some independent agents just really use one company. And I'd say find one that uses multiple companies because your situation is unique and insurance companies have an appetite. They like to write this kind of risk and so they're really good at it. So you want to have a variety of companies so that what particular risks are unique to you can be matched up with the right company, the company that likes those risks. And I would look for an independent agent who who is willing to collaborate with your CFP. My goodness, yes. Kevin, I mean, when we when we started the insurance agency, one of the reasons why we wanted to bring that service in-house is because as the strategist, our CFPs would give advice, hey, this is the coverage you need based on your financial situation. <laughs> They'd go back to their agent and their agent would argue with us and say, well, they, you know, that you don't need that. Well, listen, does your agent know anything about your financial life? No. Well, then how do they know what you need? So you've got to have someone that's willing to collaborate. All right, I'm going to move on. So so make make sure you're doing that shopping around. Fourth, the fourth way to pay less for your auto insurance is to pay attention to how frequently you pay. You want to make sure that you aren't set up on what they call a mode of premium where there's a surcharge, Okay. I like to pay all this stuff annually. I just do because I know that processing fee, that surcharge, there won't be one. That's going to be the cheapest cost. Now, some companies now for auto insurance allow you to, if they automatically pull the premium out of your checking account every single month, they will avoid a pre- they they will not pass along a processing fee to you. But I'm starting to see companies then go back on that because that dings their uh, merchant service, their, their, their credit. So I would, I would just be aware of how frequently you pay and what your company's charges are for that. Right. So Mike, you're talking about paying annually. And when you pay annually, you get a paid in full discount. Mm-hmm. The reason why you're in a position to do that is you use a three bank account system and you are paying it monthly to yourself. And then once a year, you push that money to the insurance company. Yep. So you, you and you get the paid in full discount. There are some companies that will give you a paid in full discount. Like you said, if you have it connected and you're paying monthly or if you have a six month yep. deal. So you can still get the paid in full discount if you're paying. And this is where you have to be your, adv- if, you're, if you're a do it yourself or you're doing it on your own, you have to advocate for yourself. 
and ask the questions because they might not it might not be front of mind for them to say it. The other thing is, and I've I've seen this as is interesting. There are certain insurance companies where there's no surcharge to pay with your credit card, and so I um, serve a, a a client in Illinois who's a a credit card power user. He's he doesn't pay credit card charges. He doesn't pay credit card interest or anything. But he's he's big into points and all this other stuff. And as we were showing him how he needed better coverage, different liability limits to change his deductibles and everything else, that the thing that he really cared about was, can I pay this company with my credit card? Getting a 2% discount effectively. Right? Exactly. Because yeah. the company that he was working with, he couldn't. Ah. And so, um, and I've seen it. Uh, I just saw a, a situation where someone was paying for their umbrella. They wanted to use their credit card and they could use their credit card but that company charged 3.75% to that person yeah. to use a credit card. And right. if that, that, that math is a reverse arbitrage play, yeah. I'd try to avoid it if yeah. possible. All right. So you mentioned this next one in a way, but there's more to it here. The fifth way to pay less for your auto insurance is multi-policy discounts and bundling. So Kevin, you mentioned a discount there, but multi-policy discounts or bundling, you know, you still see uh, insurance commercials are my by far my favorite. They are <laughs> by there's no Mike, question Mike, 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 and Mike. I have I have talked about this several times in the past. I love insurance commercials. And yet there are some, some of my favorites t- uh, are someone that they they only can offer auto insurance or or, you know, motorcycle insurance. They don't, they're not a competitor with home insurance. And listen, no matter how funny those commercials are, Jamie, it's it's not really going to help you because you can't bundle, okay? So if you just have a car, you don't have a house, that's, then maybe that's a great place for you. But the multi-policy discounts and the bundling is huge. Now, auto owners in particular, they're sponsoring the, the show. They didn't feed us this outline. This is us trying to help you. However, companies like auto owners have additional multi-policy discounts that you might be not aware of. And could I get a life insurance policy effectively for free? You know, can mm-hmm. I get one on my on my kids or my grandkids that overall doesn't cost that much and lowers my entire bill by 5%? Yeah, you can. So you got to be aware of these multi-policy discounts. Anything you'd add real quick? Well, I would, uh, but let's pick it up in the next segment because I see it, we're short. But there is a certain way of doing this this bundling and getting multi-policy discounts. If you say, hey, I live in an apartment. All I have is a car. I just have one policy. How do I have a multi-policy? We'll, we'll pick that up in the next segment. All right, we've got that. And then five more ways to help you pay less, pay the least amount for your auto insurance. All that and more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Should you trust those uh, those those things that you get to insert into your vehicle and they track your driving or now they just do it on your cell phone? Should you do that? Is it worth it? How can you reduce what you're paying in your auto insurance? We've got that and more right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Find us online, wisemoneyshow.com, and then all over social media, wherever you're at. We are there as well. Just search the Wise Money Show. 
Okay, Kevin, you had a couple more comments about this, the fifth way to improve or reduce your uh, your car insurance premium about bundling multi-policy discounts. Anything else you'd want to add there? Well, it just you just need to know that it's available because, again, I think of the example of someone who says, hey, I, I live in an apartment and I just have a car, so I just have car insurance. There's no multi-policy. I would think, uh, how about renter's insurance? Because you can have your car insured and a renter's insurance policy. Renter's insurance costs somewhere between 75 and 150 bucks. I mean, it is incredibly inexpensive. And when you look at the discount that would kick in, it would likely come close to paying for it. I'm thinking of this because I just heard there's this place in Elkhart, I don't know, the old farm something or I don't know, something farm something. Um, as a former farmer, I love to think about farming, but um, they said, you know, the, uh, there was smoke or fire in one apartment, and the, when the, the firefighters were done taking care of that, there was maybe 17 or 25 apartments that were uninhabitable. And oh, so right. I think, okay, well, this is a this is a bad thing. You think about those those 17 or 25 lives or multiple lives that were impacted by this, and if they didn't have coverage, they they have nothing. So yeah. this is where I would say make sure if you have something worth protecting that you get it protected because you'll be surprised at how little it costs to actually protect it. I also think about, not to belabor this, but um, if, if that one apartment that caught fire, if there was found some negligence there, could the people that, you know, could the apartment complex sue that person? Are they liable? Or the person that has to go live somewhere else while their place is uninhabitable, they've got a contract, at least they've got to continue paying, but could they find that person, you know, negligent? Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah. all right. I did this sixth one, okay? I, I inserted, this was several years ago when it just came out, one of those drive monitoring tracker doohickeys, yes, I'm that old, where that you plug into the dash, okay? Now you can do it just on your phone. But basically, at the time, here's how it worked. Just signing up for the system, you got a, you had a 15% discount, okay? And then it was going to monitor my driving for three weeks. They were going to send me a device. Again, now it's on your cell phone. Sent me a device, monitor my driving for three weeks, and then... At the end, that my good driving would either confirm I should get that 15% discount or it's going to reduce that discount, but it won't, it won't make it won't ca cause me to pay more. Okay. I end up getting about an 11% discount because I'm a hard stopper, turns out. I have no, I, I never would have thought that, but you could see it on this app. Guys, there's there's some concern and, and conspiracy. Hey, that's big. Big brother, they're trying to track it. Listen, you've already invited it in with Alexa. You already have. You're if you carry a cell phone, it's a surveillance device that doesn't flip. You've already got Big Brother connected in. Okay, there's no question. So to me, might as well pay a little less for your car insurance for it. So if talk to your agent, if you have the ability to do this drive monitoring um, deal where you can get a discount, I would tell you to do it. I, and maybe I'm more naive, but I'd tell you to do it. Yeah, I and I would tell you not to do it. Really? So yeah, I, oh I just... Good thing I, you're sitting on the other side. Of the I room. know. I I do not like 
that um, I just don't like it. It does not pass a smell test to me. Yeah. And um, I think if you don't exercise your freedom, someday you will not be free. Or delete Amazon, that Amazon app. No, I know. No. Well, I've deleted a number of things on my phone, and I also have a thing on my phone that's, that stops. It's amazing when you look at all of the the, the, the stuff that's entities that are back. trying yeah. to ping your phone yeah. and find out. So I have a privacy pro thing on my phone. But I don't know. I it just it does not yet pass a smell test. And maybe I'm just not yet ready to start well driving for, responsibly. For, I don't know. For you then I would transition to number seven. The seventh way for you to pay less on your on your car insurance is is basically other discounts. There's other good driver discounts. If you've got youngsters on your policy, you know they're making they're causing you to pay more. But if they've got decent grades, if they've got good grades, they can get a discount as well. So uh, number seven is good driver discounts and good student discounts. And that flows right into number eight, which is there might be other stinking discounts out there. Ask your agent. You could have, are you in Kiwanis? Might be a discount for that. Do you do you have do you bank at a certain credit union? Uh, there might be a discount for that. Do you are you in armed forces? There might be a discount for that. So look at good driver discounts. Look at good student discounts. And then number eight, ask your agent what other discounts might I be uh, you know eligible for and. Just have a conversation with them. Yeah, we hit the multi-policy discount uh, that you get through bundling, but you could have, uh, you were rattling off a list there. Here, uh, This is a list I'd rattle off. You could have anti-theft devices. Um, you could have college students away from home. Um, that's a totally separate one, but defensive. you could take a defensive driving course. You could take a, a driver's ed course. Um, you could have a low annual mileage Oh, yeah. Uh, you could be a longtime customer, more than one car, no accidents in three years, no moving violations in three years, good students, good grades. All this, all of these things I would be looking into and saying, hey, what is it that I can get for a discount to help? Knowing that, just to if, if we're just big kids and talking about it, your agent gets paid a commission. So the commission is based on what you pay for your policy. The more you pay for your policy, the yeah. more the commission your agent gets. So you say, well, does my agent have a conflict there? Well, yeah, that, yes, that's a conflict. But they want to keep your business. And they, they want they to keep your earn business. your trust. So if, the, so if you have the right agent, they're working with you to find every applicable discount and get that in place for you. We're rounding this out. We could do an entire show because we're talker. We can talk on mm -hmm. this one, number nine. And you're going to hear commercials about this. It's extremely dangerous. But the ninth way that you can reduce your auto insurance is to drop coverage that you don't need. My goodness, don't take that the wrong way. Don't say, well, yeah, I guess I don't need this, this liability coverage. Cut it. What I mean by that, what we mean by that, is if you've got an older vehicle and you don't need comp and collision coverage on it where listen if this thing gets in the fender bender psh, i mean fixing the fender is gonna it's gonna cost as much as the vehicle drop it down to personal liability and property damage drop it down to liability only and you'll save up to half of your premium so that's what i mean you don't pick and choose what coverage you prefer 
But if you've got an older vehicle, consider dropping it down to PLPD. Yep. And if you're in Michigan and you haven't dealt with your PIP and you're 65 or older or you're just in Michigan you haven't dealt with PIP, that's a financial planning question. So come and talk to your financial planner. And then the tenth, the the tenth option of improving how much you pay for your auto insurance. We'll we'll have Kevin share a story later about buying an insurance friendly vehicle. Listen, some the truth is some vehicles are more expensive to insure. If they get banged up, they're more expensive to fix. You think of European vehicles and more expensive vehicles in general. So they have a, a, a different cost structure for their insurance. That's another way to shop around. Work with your certified financial planner who can also work with your independent insurance agent, get you what you need. All right, we've got more to come here on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard here with me in the KFG studios. Josh is out sick today, earache or something going on, not COVID. Across from me, Kevin Corhorn in the KFG studios. Every episode of the Wise Money Shows on the YouTube channel, go check it out. Not only do you get this episode and all others, you get our next Wise Step videos that come out every single day of the work week. Curious why you got an increase in your long-term care insurance premiums? Whether you should use mutual funds or exchange-shaded funds, what's going on with the latest infrastructure bill or whatever, stimulus, that sort of stuff, tax planning, different concepts, they're all right there. Go to the Wise Money Show on YouTube, subscribe to it there, and turn on notifications. All right, so we're rounding out. I mean, we've hit the top 10 very quickly ways that you can improve your your car insurance premium reduce what you're paying for your car insurance that last one we hit kevin you got a story about that and that is you know having an insurance friendly vehicle yes so my dad worked for state farm for 36 years he was a claims adjuster for most of that and so he and and we worked with the local state farm guy in town his name was don Sam and and in, while I was in college, and I needed a car. The car that I had um, didn't work anymore, so I needed a, a, a different car. And we were going to Atlanta to visit my sister, and, and my dad suggested, hey, why don't you buy a car when we're down in Atlanta? We'll have some time. We can go around and, and find a car. And I said, okay, that's a good idea. Um, and then, But I didn't really know what kind of car I wanted other than I knew it wasn't going to cost a lot. Uh, (laughs) I knew that one for sure. So my dad said, well, go talk to Don and find out what kind of car you should buy. And so I went and talked to Don some, uh, like a good neighbor. He was there, and um, he he gave me a a short list. I think a Ford Escort was on that list, and a Volkswagen Fox was on that list. I'd never really heard of a Volkswagen Fox. it's what I ended up with. It's a two-door station wagon. It was a four-speed. It was about the strangest car you could ever <laughs> imagine. It was not a, um, it was not a lady killer, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, but that's the car I was driving when I met Lori. So I guess it, uh, yeah. it must have worked. So 
so that is a, one of the ways when you're considering. Now, here's the interesting thing right now about our current economic conditions. It's almost if you can find a used car, just buy it. Like, don't <laughs> if you need one, just buy it, it. Right. If you if you can find one and you need one, just buy it. But I would I would be working with my independent agent as it as I am in the shopping process to say, hey, I've got these two or three cars to consider. Which one, from an insurance perspective, would be the most favorable for me to insure? Mm-hmm. Not that the not that the cost of your in, of insuring the vehicle is the only component to your decision making process, but it should be one of the components to the decision making process on the purchase of a car. Now, this this is interesting. We don't have a member of our insurance team on the program with us, and. Because uh, I, I wasn't aware that Josh was going to be sick. <laughs> if had we known that, we would have said, "Hey, can you give up some time and be with us on the show?" So they would know this answer. I don't know if you do, Kevin. When I think of insurance-friendly vehicles, I, 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 I guess I'm thinking more of some of these self-driving vehicles, the ones that have all these cameras and can do like accident prevention because they're watching the road and all that sort of stuff. I'm thinking of like Teslas and those sorts of things. I wonder, you know, those have all sorts of gadgets and technology. So if you get an accident, there's a lot more of tech to fix, but there should be more accident prevention. So I wonder, I wonder, and plus you've got Tesla, you know, this self-driving feature has caused some scary accidents recently. So I I just, I, I don't know how insurance companies treat those. It'd be interesting to see if those would make the list or that the other end of the spectrum because of all the tech that goes in them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it is interesting because of just a quick list of the ten least expensive cars to insure in 2020. And again, this this data, all data used to be contained in silos, and now with the invention of the interwebs, you can get anything you need anytime. So that ten least expensive cars: Honda CRV, Subaru, Forester, Ford Escape, Ford F150, Chevrolet Equinox. So it, it, you could. Interesting. Yeah, and, and so you could go and do some of this research on your own if you didn't want to work with your agent. A Ford F-150? You know, there's this, there's a, 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 some geeks out there who have said that the Ford F-150 has basically caused the, the retirement crisis because more and more men want to just continue to buy these nice trucks and the truck are more expensive and therefore they can't afford to save up for retirement because they're paying off their truck. And I, anyway, I don't aspire to that thinking, but trucks are expensive. I can't believe that's one of the cheaper ones to insure. Yeah, it is. And it is interesting because, um, for my 50th birthday, my wife got me a nice truck and, uh, I, I was meeting with some contractors about some stuff and they, they were driving old, work trucks and they looked at my truck and like, yeah, it'd be nice. I'd be nice to have that, but I wouldn't want the $850 a month payment. And like I wouldn't either. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, if you're going to buy one of those trucks, be, be preparing for 50 years like I did um, to be able to actually buy it. The other thing now we're talking about the specific vehicle to insure. I actually think about the specific state that you choose to live in. Yeah. Because we're right. Uh, you know, it's funny. People in Indiana call it Michiana. People in Michigan call it Michigan. But we're right on the the Indiana-Michigan border, and we're in Michiana. I would say we're in Michiana. It is, it is f- fractionally 
ex- as expensive to insure your vehicles in Indiana as it is in Michigan. All right. You take whatever you're paying in Indiana if you choose to move to Michigan and plan on paying at least twice that. But we're still driving to the same grocery store. We're still yeah. driving to the same mall. We're still driving yeah. to the same restaurants. I mean, all of that stuff. Like, same vape shop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, slightly different, I think. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's interesting. In this area, we're still driving to the same places. Yeah. You're just one person is paying double the amount for their car insurance. That's you. That's, by the way, between the two of us. That's you. <laughs> I could throw a rock from my house and hit Mike's house. You almost threw a cow from your house to my house. That's I did, <laughs> uh, thankfully. And I think of poor Wayne Perkins and the receiving oh end of that cow. Um, so, all right. okay. All right. So, hey, if you, uh, the, that we went through all 10 fairly quickly. Okay. If you missed anything, check it out uh, on, on, you know, podcast or, or on YouTube, but the big idea, work with your certified financial planner. Again, tra- the, the, the cheap insurance is no substitute for the right coverage. You, your certified financial planner is looking at your entire financial life and it's going to help you strategize this. These are the coverages you need to protect the financial life that you're building here. And therefore, they should be speaking into the type of coverage. Then work with an agent to get all the implementation done, okay? And hopefully that agent and your CFP can collaborate like like they do here at KFG. So let's transition. Got a couple great questions from fans of the show. First, Virginia sent in an email. So basically, she went to wisemoneyshow.com, submitted things, and it turns into an email, comes to me. Took out a loan for my 401k in 2019, and then I retired in 2020 due to COVID. I was unable to continue making payments. My question is, now that I'm retired and have been for the past eight months, um, I received notification that my loan would now be considered taxable income. Do I have to pay this loan back? How does this work, Kevin? The answer, Virginia, is no. You do not have to pay the loan back. Because the money that you borrowed, and I don't know how much it was, but you could, you actually could do, in 2019, you could do 50, and in 2020, they actually bumped it up to where you could borrow 100000 out of your um, 401k. But most, most of the time, the rules would apply. You can borrow half your balance up to 50000 mm-hmm. So if I have $100,000 in my 401k, I can borrow fifty out. When I borrow that money out, if I borrowed 50000 out, typically I'm going to pay that back over five years. Now, there are different purposes that I could borrow the money for and different payback schedules. But if if you are typical, Virginia, you borrowed it and you're paying it back over five years, it would be about 850 bucks a month that you're paying back. That's coming right out of your paycheck and going into the 401k. So 850 bucks a month for 60 months, and that thing's paid off. That's that's normal. Well, like you said, your plans kind of took a turn, and you ended up retired. So now what happens? Do you have to pay the money back? Well, you, you would pay it back to who you, where you borrowed it from, but you borrowed it from yourself. So you have the money. So what the IRS is saying, hey, you have money that came out of this plan, when it was a loan that you were paying back, it was not a taxable event. Now that it's no longer considered a loan, it is a taxable event. Right. So the, the only thing that changes is how the money that you took out of your retirement plan is treated 
from in the eyes of the IRS. Yeah, from a tax standpoint. So do I have to pay the loan back? The answer is no. Now, here's the question that I would ask. Does it make sense to come up with the scratch to pay it back? Because if that is still a possibility, and this is where you want to be working with your certified financial planner to say, from a financial perspective, what's best? One of our rock star CFPs, Ben Chambers, was working with a client, and they they had a loan that they'd taken out five years ago on his 401k. Somehow, there was never a payback, never anything. Uh, this client started working with us this summer and said, hey, I've got this old 401k. I'd like to... I'd like to roll it over and combine it with my IRA and simplify my life. Well, Ben started doing some digging, and he's like, hey, did you know that you had a 401k loan on your 401k? And he didn't really remember that, um, but, that, you know, this was five years ago. Who remembers what they had for breakfast? And so um, Ben's like, well, you did, and then he, we did some uh, talking to the 401k folks, and they said, listen, that was considered a distribution in March yep. of 2020. 21. You defaulted on the loan. Defaulted on the loan. It's considered a, a, a distribution. So what Ben did was figured out a way to get this money put back in. That was a seventeen thousand dollars swing for the client. Yeah, and, and tax savings. Yes. for that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, so do you have to pay it back? No. Now that it's no longer a loan because you're not paying, you're not making payments, you're not working there anymore. Um, it's going to be considered in the eyes of the IRS as a distribution from a retirement account, meaning it's taxable. If you, Virginia, happen to be younger than 59 and a half, there'd be a penalty on that as well. So mm-hmm. work with your certified financial planner. I expected there were going to be a lot of people in a similar situation because of all the job loss and job change. If you had a 401k before the pandemic, you likely you're at a different job or you had an interruption in your income. So work with your CFP on that. We could do an entire show on 401k loans. Good idea. Maybe mm-hmm. we will. <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh, who's not here, and Kevin, myself, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.